If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. With Indeed, everything hiring is all in one place and it makes it so easy. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences each day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. The more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join the more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Indeed.com slash podcast. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. This is always the embarrassing part because everything else could make it seem like it's a phone call. Mm. Except me introing it. <laughs> is there anyone around you? I don't see anyone in the background, but on the on the sides, is there someone peering? Oh, absolutely. Like, what is There's it? a guy who wrote a Netflix show. <laughs> and his like whole writing team. <laughs> and who probably heard that? Yeah, yeah. No, this is entirely embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> like for any any like old like uh gen x or boomer comic fuck who's like oh these kids with a recording podcasts in in coffee shops now the most la freaking thing yeah yeah well all right sorry (laughs) um okay here we go welcome back to another episode of the comedy video Field Report, the Comedy Bureau. Field Report is a member of the Believe Podcast family. That's why on your favorite podcast platform, please believe in the Comedy Bureau Field Report and not the Comedy Bureau Field Report as I intended. That is the 190th time I have given this caveat, which means we're close to 200 times of me saying this, which also means that's almost 200 times of Believe not saying anything about this, including. I went to a holiday party and they didn't say anything about it because I don't think they listen. <laughs> and I hope that they do listen to this episode and they call me out on it because that would be fun and I could change up the intro a little bit. <laughs> Anyhow, onto this week's amazing, amazing guest. Uh, truly a, a multi hyphenate of so many uh, regards a comedian, uh, actor, musician. Uh, build a, a, a production designer i think of his own accord for other for himself for sure and probably other people but um a wild and crazy guy please give it up <laughs> for cam kavinsky everybody uh thank you thank you for having me thank you Absolutely. thank you jake uh great we're done with the embarrassing part of the podcast <laughs> at a coffee shop how are you cam I'm doing decent. My voice is a little gone. It's a little rainy out, which is nice. But it, I'm, I'm doing I'm doing okay right now. How is are you? Is your voice gone because you were screaming in character last night? Yeah, actually, <laughs> <laughs> I did have a show last night and I was screaming. Do you, okay? So I I always wonder about people who generally scream. Do you have like a like a uh, throat regimen? Like, do you drink tea with honey every day or? No, and it's unsustainable. My my, my persona act is unsustainable. Uh, right. No, I should I should start taking care of my throat yeah. before I just like forever have like vocal fry and yeah, absolutely. I remember Pepitone did Edinburgh a few mm. years ago, 
and then he could he like he staved off performing for like three weeks because he had his he had his restless voice. Oh wow! Yeah. He was doing like the Edinburgh shit of like, oh, let's do thirty shows in thirty days. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hannah Pilkis told me before I went, uh, her suggestion, her advice was it, it, like a steam mask every night she was doing. Um, and I was like that, I, I was, I wrote it down. I was like, that sounds like a good idea, but I'm, I'm not good at follow through. So <laughs> I mean, you say that and yet I feel like you build some of the most elaborate props for your bits. Hey, I appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. So cardboard good. duct tape as much as I can. Wow. It's like selective follow through. <laughs> no, it, it it is it is follow through. I I I definitely I do. If there's something I wanna, I prioritize or want to do. I put I put a lot of effort into very I guess stupid things or committing to stupid things. But maybe sure. in taking care of my body and my life. Right. I wish I had that same sort of. Uh... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I I feel you, man. I think I'm like sleeping even less now, and mm. I was already sleeping like probably four hours. Do you sleep four hours a night? I am fully rested on like five. Wow. Yeah. I'm if I do ten, I'm still tired. Wow. I mean, I, you're the majority, it seems. I uh I you just get to live extra life, it seems. Like you it seems like you've hacked the code and you get what what would that be, thirty percent extra of your whole life? That that's kind of uh, maybe a little bit of wide maybe like, a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> just like permanent FOMO. <laughs> yeah um recently cam dressed himself up as a vending machine yes i was inside of a coca-cola freestyle machine yes um did he hollow out an actual coca-cola freestyle machine no he built one yes out of cardboard and duct tape that'd be after me <laughs> please walk us through the genesis of this idea and what it took to get from A to B to C all the way to Z. Sure. Um, honestly, the A, I don't remember. I just- It was uh, for Betty Night, right? <laughs> it was for Betty Night. It was for uh, Betty Night at UCB. Um, I was I was a, a, a man who works inside of a Coca-Cola freestyle machine, which you and I know isn't how real life works. Right, right. But right. In, this, in this world, instead of whatever nozzles pouring syrups into the big nozzle it was me a a a near naked guy in there sucking through tubes and spurting it out of his butt right. tube into a cup right that's an that. important detail that you're near Very naked important. and it's near going naked. through your holes yes exactly a common through line in my work <laughs> his holes <laughs> his, his holes tubes and various fluids i would say that it's like holes tubes and various fluids like in a literal sense and a very like sincere emotional sense as well I appreciate that. Yes. <laughs> does that does that check out with you? No, I I like that. Yes, I think that's. Yeah, yeah. I feel like that's a good log line of of me. Right. Right. So okay, may, maybe not that specific bit, but how do you? We we are in your collective unconscious is an idea kind of like that born. Yeah. Um. Sometimes from like, for example, I guess with with that one. Um, it, it, I just, I, th I think it's funny to watch someone struggle to do something. I don't, I, I didn't come up with the idea of <laughs> it being funny watching someone to struggle to do something, but and liquids are funny. I, it, it, it started, I guess with, uh, 
the visual in my head and then worked right into the um the premise and then ultimately him exiting and going home and his wife has left left him and left a long note for him right 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 um i mean i think that's a sort of core tenet of clowning is like the the humor of the struggle yes yeah 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 Yeah. i mean how would how would you self-identify i know i gave you a bunch of different labels but like are you just identifies comedians some people go as just performer you know Sure. Uh, no, I, I get that. I I um I don't know. At at the risk of sounding pretentious, I don't like being boxed into something. But I'm happily like I I'm like yes, no. I'll say comedian. I'll say comedian. But right. like you know, for whatever the you know, once you're labeled as one thing, if you're doing something else, it it's with that asterisk mm-hmm. on it, right? Right. Um, Are you dreaming but- of doing a TED talk about how to use cardboard <laughs> duct tape or something? And you're like, no, I'm serious, guys. I'm serious. No, there's. <laughs> Take me seriously. Yeah, um, I'm telling you how to live sustainably. Okay. <laughs> more so, just like um, it's. This is maybe a grander scope than just uh, speaking about how I, I, I guess, identify my art. But as far as like, um, we right define ourselves by. Uh, the medium we work right like painter blah 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 but it's like you know there's they are they are also a they a sleeper a jogger etc so it's like I, I don't know whatever medium happens i don't know if this i'm gonna stop i i sometimes i'll start talking i'm like i'll get to something smart here and then and then i get halfway through i'm like i got nothing i got nothing <laughs> <laughs> um are you suggesting that like uh there is this sort of tendency to be pigeonholed by just the action that you do rather than like you you want to it's not like you're gonna often do things outside of the overarching umbrella comedian yeah but you don't want to you don't want to have that well no i i just think we i just think uh in general it's like we 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 as any sort of creative, any sort of artist or any sort of person, any sort of profession um, by self-imposing the label, it, it does just sort of narrow and pigeonhole you subconsciously. Right. Um, and, and no, I mean, I think, I think, you know, anything that comes through uh, me, just like anything that comes through you is going to be like, it's all going to fit into the, the Jake, right? Because right. it came through you, it came through that vessel or whatever. Sure. Um, yeah, but yeah, comedian. Go- yeah, comedian's good. <laughs> comedian's good. I want to. I want people to start bringing other people up as vessels. Our next vessel. <laughs> Our next vessel for today. Yeah. Uh, we can get into that, but I do think we're all just vessels. Our bodies are not ourselves. Yeah. yeah. Reality is a lie. You uh, uh, the the vending machine bit wasn't necessarily an example of this, but I find um, you wheel and deal and being meta quite a bit. Yeah, 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 where, yeah. Where does that come from, Todd? <laughs> Todd, a, a little bit, uh, definitely, definitely. Um, he has influenced uh, consciously and subconsciously my work in a lot of ways. Um, watching him Glass. perform and right, Todd yeah. Glass. Um, I met him um, right before the pandemic, um, twenty twenty four years ago. We became friends, and I, I um started doing shows with him and doing his being part of his, I guess, band and doing sound effects and uh, improvising bits on stage as part of his act. Um, 
go back. Uh, what was the question again? I was talking about Tyler. Like, yeah, where does this meta come from? It's like, oh, probably the media I consumed yeah. <laughs> growing up. I mean, sure. I don't know. I think. Uh, Were you watching Richard Dawkins? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I, I don't, I don't know. I, I, I don't know because I, I definitely like. You know, I, I, I'm also when I'm like watching a movie or something, there's so many times where like there'll be like a meta moment and I'll be and I'll eye roll. But right. then I, I, you know, put that in. Or I guess a form. Of, I guess, you know, there's a way I don't, I don't want to say there's a way to do it, no, way not to do it. I, I don't I don't know. I think it's funny. I, I guess like it. part of it is like. A suspension of disbelief thing, especially with live performing. Right. Um, the of it's a way to connect with the audience as well as being in the room with them. But it's like, Hey, we're, I'm in this joke with you. We're in this together. We're laughing at the same thing. Um, yeah. I mean, I agree. I, I love that it's funny and it is sort of, I mean, you know, different people do it different ways, but I definitely, the way you do it is sort of like a wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Like I know I'm being like an idiot. Yeah. 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 And this is like, I'm like being intentionally bad. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's like uh, I I like I like meta like as a it's it's a it's a you know it's all like a tool is like I mean this is different than specifically comedy but um you know the uh, across the Spider Verse movie I don't know if you've seen that sure sure, sure. but of course it's it's very meta but the 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 sequel right across the Spider Verse um it uses the meta narrative as a dramatic device instead of just like comedic. Right. And I found that so like um, refreshing and exciting. And it's like, oh, it's like it can be it can be self-aware and still matter, you know, and right, it, or it can right. be self-aware and you could still feel it. It's just like an extra layer. Absolutely. Uh, to it. Uh, and for those who are listening that don't know what we're talking about, uh, I would just find like being meta textual or meta as at like essentially in a comedy context, you're having a joke about a joke. You're yes. or you're like stopping in the middle of your bit to comment on your bit, and yeah. that in and of itself is a bit. Yes, yeah, and it can get very like hat on a hat on a hat yeah. at times, and especially uh, with Todd, <laughs> especially with Todd, and, and especially with me. I uh, like, and it's it's a it's a thing where it's like oh like other comedians and comedy crowds who see comedy and watch comedy a lot, they're like oh okay, I I see the the spins you're doing there, but it doesn't, you know, if you're doing a spin on a spin on a spin and someone isn't tracking the original right. thing, they're like, what, what, what are you? And it's not like, it's no fault of theirs. It's just like, right. oh, you have to remember, well, to either like find a way to bring them in if they're not aware of that, or like find a way to ground it. So you're not just like doing like, you know, up your own ass the whole time. Like, right. This is a joke about being a comedian. Yeah. Right. I think like some critics of Tim and Eric would sort of level that criticism at them, mm -hmm. like early Tim and Eric, where that's the thing is you, you get so meta that there's no anchor to anything. Not that there needs to be an anchor yeah. to reality, but just like something for the audience to hold on to. Yeah. Um, so they can have like not even I would I would say relatability is the wrong word, but like a connection to like where the thread is going. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It also becomes nebulous and muddy and blurry, and you know. Yeah, and then you're just hearing 
you know, it, it, yeah, some sort of attachment, some sort of like yeah. reason to like, not even necessarily reason to care, but reason to like focus and give it right. your attention. It's, it's and, like the it's like the comedic comedic equivalent of like like feedback on a guitar during a jam. Mm, that's that's a good way to put it. I like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just like okay, this is a lot of noise. This is a lot yeah. of noise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, this hurts. Yeah. <laughs> stop. Stop it. Well, I I feel like I literally um, the last night I did a show that was uh, a set that was very meta and I did the same set and I, I think it did it, it, it did well and people got it and understood it, it was a comedy crowd it did very well but then two nights before it was the same set um but uh it bombed completely but it was the first time I was trying this material right. um where were you in both places two nights ago was at the yard theater in okay. Los Angeles and uh last night was at UCB theater in Los Angeles okay. yeah. um and the two it was the first time i was trying it uh two nights ago and i what well, i i i was taking footage of it so i could watch it back and understand uh, and i was like what i was like i wrote this i remember it being so funny why didn't it work and i watched it and i could not track what was going on i was like <laughs> i cannot believe i did all i don't i i it, it it's it was meta spinning on it without like fully setting things up and i was like this is confusing of course no one liked it <laughs> and then it, like it was very helpful to like Right. You know, watch that play by play and be like, okay, this is why that didn't land because I didn't set that up. It was, it just got too, right. you know, on itself before even being anything right. of substance. Right. Uh, and then with making those like little fixes here and there, which, which, you know, it weren't, it wasn't, it wasn't big fixes. It was just a couple little things here and there. And then it, you know, grounded the whole thing so much more. And then it's like, oh, I get it now. Yeah. There are like some crucial pieces of information that you like the audience has to know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, that's something I, uh, I, I, I learned from performing with Todd and like with his set every night of like um, watching like, you know, the same joke, um, you know, absolutely crush. And then one night, like the audience is a little confused, maybe just because he missed one setup. Moment. Right. And it, not because of anything of the Joker, who he is, and he's you know an adept enough performer where it's like he he can make any moment funny in a like he can win back an audience immediately sort of thing and and, right. and navigate his way even if he's like forgot where he was in the set. It's you're you're never like oh no he forgot is everything okay? It's, he's just like well, I, don't know, I don't know where I am. <laughs> That's why it would be. I always thought this would be funny if Todd if there was like. If he was doing like an hour, mm. if there was like a Todd Glass Sherpa <laughs> that like every like 10 minutes or so would pause the show and be like, okay, so this is where we're at in <laughs> in Todd. So he was doing a bit and then he stopped doing a bit. Yeah. And he wanted to give notes to the band. And then he also wanted to give notes to the audience. So we're taking that. And then he started telling a story of tangentially related to giving notes. <laughs> And, yeah, and we're like seven layers deep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so now that we're on the same page, go and then show them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's fantastic because it also like whether intentionally or unintentionally, then when he returns to the thing three layers back that he was doing, it it is also a callback simply by him returning to where he was, you yeah, know, right. and it, it gets up. There's a moment there. Um, right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I I love Todd and I think his his style has very much um influenced just where my brain's at, like what I'm thinking of like I guess just like things to do on stage and bits and like 
I guess, yeah, it's like bits as opposed to like necessarily just going for straight whatever. I don't know why that excites me more. Well, I, I mean, there's definitely something more, shall I say, experiential about it. Dare I say cinematic? I mean, because mm. there, there's like, there's, I mean, you, you're very talented at making a lot of funny faces. I appreciate that. Uh, but also like, you know, there, there's a ceiling as to like the sort of, you know, return on that. Uh, just doing stand up, just like just somebody standing there telling jokes. I mean, in a certain way, that is kind of punk rock in that like you got nothing else and you're just talking and that's entertaining enough. Yeah. But like you being on stage with a like uh, DIY made cell phone puppet that is anthropomorphic. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's a whole cool thing to like, even just seeing pictures of them, like, what the what the hell did Cam do? <laughs> I appreciate that. It's fun. It it helps immerse me in my own stuff as well. So right. But I what does the and, inside of your head look like, Cam? <laughs> pretty just one fly sort of bouncing around the skull. Sure. Um the but as far as like I mean the the that the punk rock like having nothing but the mic and the straight that also like that appeals to me so much and it's like something that's like I would like to I'm I'm trying I haven't like set out to specifically do that yet but i'm like i would love to just try to see like wh what i can do in those constraints where i'm not i i i'm not i, I don't want to say like building a giant coca-cola freestyle machine is right. a crutch but it's right. like but like okay if i if i didn't have uh -huh. like you know uh -huh. like um i think you're the uh, only person in history to say that sentence <laughs> coca-cola freestyle machine is a crutch yeah. Uh you haven't met my one-legged giant cyclops for eh, no, bad joke. <laughs> cut that out. Cut that out. Um but I you know, but that then it's like of ways I I don't know. It's it's very it it highlights a very um specific skill of uh right just like I, uh, a, a, if you're making a it's a steak versus a burger maybe is that the is, will that be the metaphor yeah burger has extra bits but steak you're like oh i get to see how good this steak is on its own sure. without all this other um stuff and i like burgers more but i'm like i would like to see if i can like yeah. make a good steak right so yeah. carrot top is like a overstuffed <laughs> burger is what you're saying <laughs> exactly yeah blue yeah. cheese just like a, like a like a Double decker, like <laughs> onion rings and like yeah. a bunch of shit on it. burger. All right, that's cool. Yeah, I, that's, that tracks. That tracks. In the world of unnecessary metaphors, where we already understood what we were talking about, and I was like, let me bring food into the picture. Yeah, bring food into the picture. <laughs> I think well, I'm just so hungry. With that, yeah. Well, okay. Within that in mind, um, is your hour and twenty minute special how to make everything about you forever and always? Brevity is not one of my strong suits. A chicken tower with like buns. <laughs> like it's sure. most specials uh, are an hour. Some mm -hmm. like you know are like forty five. Definitely, this cut for TV or well, old school TV streaming's different. Mm -hmm. But um, it used to be like definitely like forty four, I believe. And um, yeah, I mean, some there are a lot of comics who are just kind of like, who hour is really stretching them thin and i feel like you you're bursting at the seams with ideas and bits where you probably had like 
at least two hours plus of material. You're like, oh, I can't do all of this. I have a, a I, at the risk of showing you the rest of my messy room, I'll show you. I have a, a cork board on my wall with the Wait. note cards of it. Hold on. I don't know if for yeah, the podcast version, if this will mean anything. It, no, I, no I mean, just like narrate what it is. But there's, yeah. uh, this is, this was, uh, and I just haven't moved it. Right. I, for whatever reasons, for right. when, uh, two, almost two years ago now when I yeah. did that my show. Eye, my eyes are drawn to the note cards that say cringe and reboot. <laughs> cringe and reboot. <laughs> I, so I have note cards on a cork board yeah. from, uh, like a TV I guess, show. the structure. Yeah, like a TV show. Um, I guess, like, yeah, with writing that, I guess special. I, I, I mean, I guess it, I don't know. It, it, what even was your question? Uh, <laughs> is, is, is your special a chicken tower? I think was yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, more. There's definitely onion rings. There's definitely like it's a, it's a uh, sampler platter. You know? Right, <laughs> a, right. But with uh, a cohesive through line, they're all dipped right. in the same sauce. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, so like, what goes into making such like a a pack special i mean i'm because like i was saying i think a lot of comics would stretch to try to do an hour where i feel like you probably had to pare down oh yes yes uh, yeah so i was showing you that because there was things at the bottom that were cut um and as far as like you know there's a big like uh I, I, you know, maybe it could, you know, there's an argument for like cutting it more and having it tighter and leaving people wanting more. But um, I, I guess of am of the creative uh, mindset of sort of like, you know, uh, a, 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 a idea or a piece of material is sort of a diary entry of the moment of where you are in that time. And um, of course, uh not just like it's great to punch up and improve and do something but at the same time um then i'm like well at that point i can i I would rather just do something new so there's a lot of like getting things onto a page wanting to do it and then move on to the next thing um and yeah i don't i i mean this was i guess songs take up time and there was like a lot of ideas i had for songs and bits so it was just like and there was a narrative through line I wanted. There was like I was like I want to juggle several different um, through lines in the background, like narratively. Um, and I cut like one of them, but I was too, I guess, attached to the rest. And I was like, well, I won't want to do these ones later, and I do want to do them at some point. So let me just put it on this one and then move on. Um, Since your special is called "How to Make uh, Everything About You Forever and Always," um, what are you trying to say? <laughs> it's a long title, just like the length of the uh, um, show. What am I trying to say with it? Yeah, like like behind it, or <laughs> if you are, I mean, obviously it's a funny title because it's really long. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, is there well, because there are like you do a lot of silly billy things in it, but then there are like you do that in for comedic effect, contrasting with like sort of like deeply like vulnerable moments where you probably touch on like real things you're going through yeah yeah um i mean i i think yeah it's it's probably i think it first came from a place of like things i just wanted to express and then jokes around that um whether it be like you know um existential crises sort of like uh 
um, the, the masks we wear on stage or in interactions or just to ourselves in the mirror sort of thing. Um, I, I, I don't know. I, 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 I enjoy, I enjoy consuming media where you watch something and it leaves you not necessarily with an answer, but like a question that then you ask yourself sort of thing. And I hope that um, there is sort of that uh, question or just sort of self-reflection if someone watches um, my special um, of whatever question comes to them from that, whatever parts they connect to or latch on to. Um, And then, Uh, yeah, sorry. No, no, no. no. I I keep talking until someone cuts (laughs) me off because I'm like, okay. And I don't have ends to my (laughs) thoughts. It's just a run on sentence without any substance. Pam, when you get the light, are you like, thank God? <laughs> um, I, so I, funny, funny enough question. I know you said that jokingly, yes. but um, a lot of my, I'll like try to know how long my set is at any show to the T and then try to like, especially because it's bits, cram in and know, because it's bits and a lot of it, if there are like, sound cues it's like okay so i know how long those actually take so and i it's it's pretty like it can be pretty tight to the time every time and then i end it i'm like i'm gonna try something else there's a little bit of trying or there's definitely a lot of that depends on which set i'm doing but um there's uh and then i think also (laughs) sorry run sentence. this is a little bit of todd me going back to how to make everything about you forever and always um and it being like an hour and 20 that's also with me and I think you can even see it in the recording of that uh, first night I did it uh, is rushing through it. Cause I'm like, I know this is long and I know people don't want to sit here for this long. So it's sort of like, it's moving even more frantically. So it <laughs> right. is really like, it's even longer, but I'm just like trying to like go like here, let's go to the next thing. I don't want like, <laughs> I don't want this to be two and a half hours. Right. 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 Yeah. You should have had your cork board and just like to make it seem like it's not as long, have like, three times as many note cards and then it's just so like funny. well like oh we're getting rid of this we're getting rid of this. yeah every time something happens that's a great idea and like xing yeah. it off as you go so they know where it's going yeah yeah and then and, and then and, uh, and people, when you get to the last one then you reveal a new cork board and you're like yeah hell yeah hell <laughs> sorry yeah. what were you gonna say uh no that that was where that ended um if, another thing about that special is like i mean it is long but the sound cues are so tight like how long did you have to rehearse or stitch that together or like run through it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it definitely, uh, I think the process was a lot more like that of, I guess, a play or something. And it was like, I have a full like script. Um, there's a lot of cues. There's a lot. Well, there's a lot of cues. I can, uh, ask me another question of it as I pull up the Q lab file and see how many there are. Yeah, how many cues are there? <laughs> <laughs> That's the question. Longer, make the question longer. Uh-huh. Um, oh, who'd you get to tech it for you? Um, uh, my friend Jack Hackett did hit hit all the sound cues and light cues sort of at the same time. So he was timing the lights with the sound. He he got to know that show very well. Yeah, and um, was able to hit it all. About like how long did that take him to like how many times did he have to run through so he's like okay I get this I get how to do, hit it 
21, 22, hold on, 23, 24, 25, 26, 27, 28, 29, 30, 31, 32, 33, 34, 35, 36, 37, 38, 39, 40, 41, 42, 43, 44, 45, 46, 47, 48, 49, 50, 51, 51 cues. But some of those were had multiple cues in them, so there were less. I tried to make it easier. <laughs> What if Cam? What I was like? What if Cam just counts for the rest of this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> <That'd> be, <laughs> um, I, I mean, luckily it's it's in an order in a a software where it just hit spacebar for the next one, and then if there's a script up, it's like, oh, when it gets to this part, this is where the next thing happens. Right. Um, you know Chase Bernstein? Uh, the name is familiar. She's like a stand-up. Um, she used to, she doesn't do this joke anymore, but when she was starting out, she would do a bit, um, where she's like, all right, I'm going to do an impression guys of, um, a microwave counting down from one minute. And she would just literally count down 60 to zero. <laughs> and then at the end of it, she's like, that's it. what do you think it was? <laughs> but that was spot on. Yeah. <laughs> was, and then executed it to the highest ability. That's hilarious. I wish I came up with that and did that. I love that. Yeah, it's so great. Oh, my God. Um, so how many times did Jack have to run through those 51, kind of 51 cues? We had, we had a couple rehearsals in the theater beforehand and then a couple at home. I don't know. I want to say probably like five or six times we ran through it. Maybe uh, a little more. But it was very much like... Flying by the seat of her pants, finishing everything right up until like show night to like, um, yeah, like the final mixes of some of the songs in the background were like right morning of sort of thing. And how do you personally? I mean, I think we talked about this off pod, um, but like it is a very physical show and you there are a lot of songs, mm. you know. How do you how do you keep the energy up? Like, you know, uh, I think there's some sort of adrenaline when you're on stage. That you obviously, just no, you know, what's the interesting thing I noted as, as I was watching it is like I've seen like out of shape comics, like just stand there for their whole special. And by the yeah. end of it, they'll have like pit stains if they're like wearing a T-shirt <laughs> and like you're sweating, but like not as much as they are. I think you way more. I do get pretty sweaty by the end of it. It was also very hot those days. Oh yeah, yeah. So keep it keep in mind the audience was very warm and sweaty, so there should be like twenty five percent bigger laughs, but they were a little uncomfortable and sweaty. So yeah, so you're blaming the laughs on blaming the humidity. The yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. Note for dehumidifiers for future <laughs> specials. Um what so how do you how do you it came out like a couple months ago yeah 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 um yeah just dropped it on you it was something it was i recorded it just uh i a couple friends of mine um with cameras filmed the opening night when i did it in april of 2022 and uh it was more i was like i don't know if i'll ever do anything specific with this footage it's more uh-huh I don't know. I, archival. I like having it because to prove that it happened for myself. Huh. Um, I thought maybe I would like, I, and I did it a couple more times uh, throughout the year or so. But then I moved on to a, another show, and then it felt weird going back and doing that first one live. And I was like, I don't think I'll do that again live. So I'll just release it so it doesn't disappear forever, sort of thing. That's fair. For my own sake. Yeah. That's fair. <laughs> Thank you.
So now that it's been out for a minute, how did, how are you feeling about it? I'm, I, I'm very proud of it. Um, the, uh, work, my brother and I, he, he did all the, he helped and he's a very incredibly talented musician. So all the sound cues and songs I worked with him on, um, I, I'm very, I, I mentioned earlier, like I, I, I see like different, uh, material is like a diary entry sort of thing, right. the snapshot in time. And I'm like, Oh, I, it's cool to be able to just see that, you know, time frame of me in this forever moment sort of thing. I'm, 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 I'm proud of what it is. I, I, I like it a lot. Yeah. Um, like at, how has the reception been? Do you even care? Do you do the unhealthy thing where you read comments because it's on YouTube? <laughs> I don't know why comics do that. And then they're like, oh, they're so terrible. I'm like, you know, you don't have to read them. <laughs> um, it's, uh, it, it, it was a thing where it was like, yeah, you know, I, I feel I've, uh, people have said nice things, which is nice. It's, it's helped. I wrote a thing. Me get... Did you? Yeah. I guess not... I all. <laughs> wow. Okay. Uh, I'd like to say I'm someone who doesn't go through and read the comics comments, but I I definitely do. But I also have a bad memory, so it's probably that <laughs> more so. Um, it's like, do you you feel like you have a selective memory? Because it is a lot to do an hour twenty show, and then, I mean. You gotta remember a lot of things. Can't yeah, you're right. I I think I whatever hard drive space is in my brain. I think just certain things get slotted out for yeah, just the hour twenty show. Right. Um. So where does that leave you? Like, what are you feeling now that you have like an hour, your first hour special? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Under your belt, like, what do you wanna? What do you wanna do next? You're doing like Betty Night, which is a character night at UCB, mm -hmm. and then other sets around town or wherever you get up but like what yeah. are you looking to aim at well i've i've done a i've done another so i was in edinburgh in august doing a another solo show which is very soon to have another one right after but it was i was like i just want to go this year and i want to go with something new um it was a show called bonaire um and it was it, it was sort of another in the same it was definitely more narratively focused it was surrounding one story but there were like songs and bits in it as well and that's how um, you say it when it's spelled b-o-n-h-e-u-r bonheur, bonheur. <laughs> it's a french word it is yeah, a french yeah. word um that doesn't mean boner that doesn't mean boner but it means happiness <laughs> <laughs> and you can't spell happiness without a penis uh-huh that's in this manual um and uh i did it for that whole month and I've, I've done it several times throughout the year i I'll probably do it a couple more times before i retire it and just sort of the same thing and maybe record it just to have it and then sit on it for like a year and then and then drop it again sort of thing right um i don't know uh i'm editing like a i'm a short film that i shot earlier this year that's like a sort of another like it's a jumble of like sketches songs poems it's i guess a, a form of digital comedy special sort of thing in a little bit but it, it's sort of like experimental comedy short film right um i don't know there's there's a lot of like i feel like uh post coming back from edinburgh which i know now it's been a couple months now um and doing shows there's been like a little bit of like a moment of 
not even really a moment of rest because it was just like, oh, I'm making something or some dumb big cardboard thing for this next show. So it's just like scrambling to the next show thing. And um, yeah, I mean, that project, uh, just build it. I think uh, I'm in no rush to do a third solo show, like a third hour. Sure. Um, but I like I have ideas and there's things I want to do, but I'm, I'm I guess right now I'm like, oh, it would be fun to I mentioned earlier, do the punk rock thing and see if I can build a a I guess a hour with no tricks or like, you know, that sort sure. of thing. And right. like really just see what sorts of um I don't know, different different fun fun ways I can continue, I guess, finding my voice while you know, moving forward and not just like staying on the same, like, right. Um, it, sort of wavelength. It's a weird sort of like counterintuitive thing that like sometimes creative obstructions uh, expand mm -hmm. your imagination and your sort of innovation. For what yeah. You do. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I, I, I think so. Um, I, I think they're helpful. I think, um, it's, it's, it, 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 if anything, I feel like having, I feel like the, the things I've been proudest of are things that came out of trying to solve a problem that I had, or I'm like, this is the challenge I'm giving to myself, or I want something that fits this. Right. And then something came out of it that I wouldn't have expected because it doesn't seem like it would be fixing that. But trying sure. to come up with that uh, organically, it, it, it wouldn't, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm speaking in, in a hypothetical about real things, so it sounds very vague, but right. yeah. That makes me think of like how Joe Firestone does crowd work. Mm. Joe, she'll like have questions, but there isn't like a set outcome. And often, I guess, well, in a way, it's kind of an open-ended set outcome in the sense that like she asks an open-ended question and her audience is like kind of like weird like she is. Mm. So they'll like give a weird answer. And often the conversation, which she very much tries to have a real connection with and not like segue into a bit, mm. leads to her being like, oh, no. No, no. <laughs> That's not what I was looking for. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, geez. Here we are. And now yeah. we're in it. That's fun. Yeah. But that in and of itself is like, I find very funny. <laughs> that you like, you, you, you're in charge and you set up something that was like, oh, this was going for a catastrophe. Yikes. Yeah. It's like you made every decision to arrive here. <laughs> this yeah. is, yeah. 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 Uh, uh, yeah, but I guess just other uh, live stuff, recorded stuff, uh, a whole, oh, there's a whole swath of possibilities. Would you ever consider being like one of those sacrificial lambs on America's Got Talent? Like they, <laughs> they, they specifically like cast weirdos who like outside of the context of America, America's Got Talent sometimes are like really funny, but mm -hmm. then put next to like people who are like belting their hearts out and are like genuinely good singers. They're like... Who is this fucking clown? You know, uh, it's funny you say that. Unfair. It's funny you say that. I was, uh, I'm, I, I, I don't know what my answer is to that question, but I was reached out to, uh, essentially be one of those <laughs> sacrificial lambs for their yeah. like, look at this crazy prop comic sort of thing. Right. Um, I don't know if I will, um, but maybe. <laughs> yeah. Well, because I, I mean, it's that, it's a. Yeah, I wonder what your thoughts are because there it is like a pro and con thing where like you do yeah. get exposed to millions and millions and millions of people. Yeah. And you are kind of like trying to be like 
in a comedic way an idiot but like yeah. that's not how it's being received i mean i i've had i i, I think you too we uh, had friends that have been on it and right. are, who are very talented funny people but then yeah the way you know it's framed in the show is maybe like cuts to like simon going sort of thing and then it's like i, I don't know it's it's a it's a question of it, it, you know I, it seems strange to to turn down a, a, a opportunity or a door but then it's also like how do you want to define yourself long term but it's also like it doesn't matter and like like <laughs> like it, I, it, I don't th- I, I mean if other people think negatively of someone from having done that i i think that says more about the people who think that than the people who are you know it's like perceptions of stupid thing i don't know it is is that gonna be a theme you explore in your next hour perceptions a stupid thing hey it's what i'm always exploring buddy yeah and then it's just all about you and people liking you i think i'll move away from that i think i had two very uh self-indulgent uh which i think i mean being an artist in general is self-indulgent but yeah two very Agreed, but like i mean it, it's all it's it's like necessary to a degree yeah yeah like, as far as like it's when you're it's more about you and honest about you than it is more relatable because it is more like personal and then more universal because of how it's more personal. Right. Cause if yeah. you're not self-indulgent, you're basic and yeah. It, and it, nothing stands out about what you're doing. Yeah. And then you're yeah. talking about, yeah, yeah. Traffic or something. <laughs> Mo- motel art you're doing, you're, you are a, like living motel art. Yeah. 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 Which I always see it. And like, why, why this, <laughs> It's actually like upsetting how boring this is. <laughs> I love I love any anecdotes that can justify my ego. So thank you. <laughs> I, I will I will use that from now on. Great, um, Kim. You want to do some comedy news? Yeah. What's What's new in the comedy world? Uh, you know, a lot. uh as i pull it up here okay uh we'll jump around uh i want to start off with this so uh john oliver used the platform of his show last week tonight on hbo to essentially fix the new zealand bird of the century election which is a a like sort of monumental uh milestone in an annual election they call uh they have a new zealand called bird of the year uh, which is mainly to raise awareness about like environmental conservation, and especially in regards to New Zealand's diverse bird wildlife. Um, the unfortunate lack of failsafe that they did not have is that the election is, while it is only focused on New Zealand birds, it's open for anyone in the world to enter or do. <laughs> so you could just pick a bird and campaign for the bird uh, <laughs> and john oliver decided to pick the puteki teki and uh <laughs> and like you know rig the election because he has the platform and resources to buy billboards across the entire world <laughs> <laughs> and go on the tonight show just yeah. stuff like that uh um, yeah yeah and one in a, a resounding landslide yeah yeah <laughs> more people than have probably ever voted in yeah. yeah yeah absolutely uh i think it was great i mean he even pointed out like that. 
what what's uh what is democracy in America if not fixing foreign elections with the American? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. Yeah, That's and so he funny. even he even went on Fallon dressed as a Puteki Teki. And like this you, ridiculous, yeah. You, you know what? I no, I saw I think a thumbnail or beginning of a clip with of him in that outfit, and I was like, that looks funny. But then I didn't watch it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, fascinatingly enough, Matt Reif was on the same episode as a guest, and the mm. two did not talk, as far as I know. <laughs> <laughs> There's no footage. There's no proof. Uh, and so yeah, I'm sure that uh, yeah, I'm sure John didn't want to talk to him. <laughs> Whatever, um, <laughs> you know, John Oliver in a gigantic, uh, over-involved bird costume, I would say is prettier than Matt Rive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, with all the, the, the frills and feathers. I agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah agree. absolutely. Uh, is there, how, is is there like a ceiling to how outlandish you would be in, in, in like a public forum with like, no. you had a platform? No, no. I mean, I, I, I think like that, that's a great, and John Oliver's done this before, but a great example of like over committing to a very silly thing yeah. makes it funnier and exciting. And, and absolutely. Um, there was, a, I, I know this, this is a little different, but I, I, there was almost that. Do you remember when um, Nathan Fielder had that video about like, it's, it's, you could, you could hack the Emmys. So this is what be PSA on how easy it would be to hack the Emmys to save vote for, you know, that sort right, of thing. Right, right. Um, I, I guess the the ceiling is like the same thing of like as long as you're not like endangering or hurting others sort of thing, you know, right. where it's like but anything that like is buffoonery of of myself or I guess harm to myself, I'm I, I have no ceiling there. Sure. Yeah. Well, hopefully it doesn't, you know, you don't reach a point where you have to like reassess. Oh, reassess like what's too well yeah. for you because I remember mm. you know Josh Fatum Cam. Mm -mm. Josh is was a beloved part of this. He's still alive. Um, oh, okay, <laughs> just no longer beloved. Uh, yeah, no, he just doesn't live here anymore. Um, <laughs> but he was a beloved part of the LA comedy scene. Um, he would, I think, he as a stand-up would open for the whitest kids you know on the road. Oh, cool. Yeah, I mean, he's like one of the more punk rock like, like sort of visions of a stand-up that I've ever seen, but he used to open every set of his with like two minutes about of like pratfalls. Like he would find some way to seem like he was, ge he genuinely dislodged the mic from the mic stand mm. and then get tangled up in it and then just like trip over the mic stand. And like, it would be different every that. time. Yeah. And he would get quit. And then it would all like crescendo into him telling a one-liner. It was great. <laughs> but like, I saw him I love like, that. Fall downstairs. Did, was he is he tr was he trained to pratfall like did he learn how to fall like where you don't hurt yourself as much or was I, he like i don't care i'm just throwing my body down for laughs sort of thing i don't know okay <laughs> i want to say yes especially because yeah. he used to do it. well i mean this is the thing is he did it all the so much and he, you know he would actually be creative and like using the space to like fall down differently like they they're um there's a bar in Los Feliz called the Bigfoot Lodge and they have this like stump yeah, on right. stage. Yeah. And Josh like kicked the stump over and tried to like balance on it as oh, it was wow. rolling back yeah. and forth. 
Oh, yeah, no. yeah. So he would take advantage of yeah. with things like that, and um, you know, he like probably hurt himself falling down some stairs, and he I definitely sure. saw him bust his lip and start bleeding. So like, like jackass adjacent, sort of. Yeah, thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. And um, you know, after a while, um, he like he hurt himself enough where he's like, yeah, I can't do this thing. Wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Where it yeah. got to a point where he's like, this is actually, yeah. Yeah, I'm like breaking things. Yeah, I mean, I've. I I've do I don't you know I'm not a masochist I don't like being hurt I wouldn't do it alone if not on like for entertainment purposes uh if not on like camera or on stage sort of thing like there is that extra thing of like okay well if it's gonna be for a reason then it's like right. it's funny blah 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 um I don't know, I I guess I I don't know if you've ever been uh in a room where like someone will do something like that and then people are just like oh instead you know instead of like ha 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 oh yeah um yeah 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 so i guess there's also that line to walk where you do it and then everyone just feels bad for you (laughs) (laughs) i've seen that plenty but also i've seen people who like you know that essentially they are so meta that like i've seen people this hasn't happened often but i've seen it where people are they'll have like a panic attack on stage Mm. and no one knows if they're kidding oh and they're like addressing it as as it's yeah yeah but like it's the boy who cried wolf sort of thing yeah yeah yeah. oh where it's like oh is this gonna lead into a bit or they yeah 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 yeah, yeah. which is kind of wild yeah i guess i guess i start i start my uh how to make everything about you forever and always with that and then it turns into a dumb boner song um (laughs) but right but yeah no i i mean I guess addressing it and being honest. Yeah, yeah, it's that weird line of like, oh, I want to support you, but I also don't. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to ruin. I don't want to ruin the bit, but is this like? Do you need help? Yeah. Do I need to do something? I'm worried about you. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. God, stop worrying about me, mom. <laughs> the audience's mom. Um. So, next piece of news. Um. There was a animated series that uh, sort of premiered during the strike, um, created by Anna Dresden, who used to be on SNL. It was very, very, very funny. Um, it was on Freeform mm. called Praise PD. It was this like satirical, like adult animated series uh, about a cult, like a little, uh, the a daughter of a former cult leader inherits a cult and the town that it was founded in and uh, she has to deal with that after being like an uppity city girl Mm. um so it's like ridiculous it's dark and that's her deal uh yeah it got officially canceled um yeah which was unfortunate um i mean it's and i bet it's gonna be a thing where um like the news of the cancellation is I wonder if a bunch of people are like, oh, wait, that was in a show? I didn't even know it had premiered already. Yeah. Yeah. Because it, it was after one season, right? After one season. And there's so, so, so much stuff. I mean, I even, so I, on my end, I get sent screeners for things hmm. like in advance. And even in it being advanced, oftentimes I like will get to the screener after it's premiered because I just don't have the time. Because there's, there's a so... backlog of things. Yeah. 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 Um, how like 
I mean, I think asking for a solution for that is almost a full hearty errand, but like, how do you get through all the noise? To know what to <laughs> to watch or like, or, to even... or like, or like something you put out. Like, I mean, I know you kind of just have to put it out there, but like, yeah, I think it's just like putting it out and moving on and like, it's the, the, the next thing. And I don't know. It's with something like a, a full show that's got to be, you know, so, um, that there's there's a whole you know hundreds of people team of effort that poured their heart into something that like maybe isn't even visible to anybody and like you know because whatever else was coming out or i i will be honest i hadn't heard of it until i saw this so i I hadn't even yeah so it's like point point proven yeah (laughs) yeah but like for you you know you put your special out there did you like kind of hustle on tiktok for a while or ig reels like i do put a special out please watch it i posted like a couple things on social media and on like subreddits um but um and maybe i should have what uh, doubled down more on marketing if i want it for better results or whatever but um part of it with something like on youtube or whatever where it just like lives there forever i'm like oh well like the it's lifetime people can come and see it whenever there's no rush for everyone to see it like now you know right um, so yeah you that well that's a nice place to be cause, like i guess that's the a fringe benefit of self-releasing you're not worried about nielsen numbers yeah and it, it yeah so there's no because i mean versus like a a tiktok or an instagram reel where like really the lifespan of that is a day or two unless someone's going through and like just watching someone's old stuff and like really scrolling even people who do that you're not going to scroll to the bottom of someone's feed very rarely you do that so um those have like shorter lifespans and if anything those are sort of like oh it's it lives or dies now or whatever in this moment versus um uh, i i don't Really, I've never been. I've never been a YouTuber. I've never posted a lot on YouTube, but I, I think that's the benefit of that. Of like, um, it can you can it's it's very easy to look back and find people's older stuff and like really watch things and treat them as independent things as opposed to um, passing by it right. as a you know. Right. Yeah. <laughs> We're just. I'm just letting the moment pass by. all right last news story i think one of the more intriguing things so uh now the wga strike has been over for a few weeks and uh the sag after strike is tentatively over pending a vote on the new deal that has been struck between the w sag after and the mtp amptp um and yet there has still been it seems i i you know it's hard to like exactly read into what goes behind these things but um i want to say you know sort of kicking rocks is a sore loser by uh people like david zaslam who's the the head of order discovery Mm -hmm. uh recently he shelved a hybrid live action animation movie called coyote versus acme um which ironically was about uh, Wiley Coyote, the famous Looney Tunes character, uh, suing the Acme Corporation for <laughs> all the faulty products that he has bought over the years. Yeah. 
And then, of course, executives being executives and not writers at all did not see the ironic optics of an executive shelving this movie for tax reasons as a tax write-off um, in a way that it wouldn't be seen by anybody. Yeah. And so many people were furious, uh, including a lot of uh, powerful people like Phil Lord and Chris Miller, uh, Paul Shear, even Texas uh, Congressperson Juan, uh, Joaquin Castro, uh, where not only did it get positive scores and test ratings, but uh, there there's, was demand for it to be released. And then also perhaps a uh, government expert exploration into like prohibiting a move like that where you could just like oh yeah we um this movie was done we paid for yeah. it and now no one will see it so we can just save money on our books yeah yeah which uh i think in a tweet uh i think the representative was actually saying is akin to burning the building down for insurance money yeah yeah uh so it is now being allowed to after uh uproar um uh, allowed to be shopped around for another distributor uh which hopefully will mean that it'll be seen the light of day in, in theaters or on some streaming platform but like i i i hope it doesn't come down to you know like the way that we see things is from protesting <laughs> I mean, I yeah, it, it sucks that I had to come to that. But the fact that it there was a win after like I did not think that there would be that I I, I thought that was the end of the story and there would be this outcry and nothing would happen, you right. know, sort of thing. Um, and we'd be like, "This is crazy! How do they get away with this?" And then they would continue getting away with it. But the fact right. that something has changed um, potentially, like with um, buyers interested, is like exciting. And it's like, oh, that's you know, like your you know, independent voice your outcry, your complaining, whatever you want to call it, helps and matters uh, and helps these things exist. It's, it's uh, if maybe a documentary about this whole process will still happen, but if it didn't, if, if it ended just on that and it was shelved forever, I would have imagined that there would have been some sort of like documentary about it to to champion it, you know, and sure. like, let's finally release it, you know. Yeah, but which streaming platform would it be on, huh? Exactly, yeah. <laughs> um as somebody who studied animation uh mm -hmm. what do you what do you feel about like uh the looney tunes uh, i love looney tunes yeah brand being revived you know i i love the looney tunes um they've they've always there's always been some looney tunes project going on um i i'm a huge fan and defender of the 2004 brendan fraser movie looney tunes back in action i don't know if you've ever seen that i don't think i have actually it is i would say right up there with roger rabbit as far as live action animated um things space jam gets all the credit of like everyone's like space jam space jam space jam but i'm i'm not a space jam guy i don't i think it's uh-huh listen I, I think it's I, it's not for me wow. yeah that is to say it nicely you know hottest take sorry i'm gonna say it space jam not the godfather <laughs> um but so no like even just like this movie like when i first got announced i was like that's that's crazy that it's even being made i i'm so excited for that i love that idea um and i i love the looney tunes character so, so much i know there's there's other movies there, it, fully animated movies right now in development hopefully they don't get shelved um 
one Bugs Bunny musical. Um, I think they'll probably all go straight to streaming. Maybe they'll be theatrically released. I don't know. I haven't looked into this one um, feature called, I think, The Day the Earth something uh, with Porky. It's a play on that, but it's not that. Oh, right, right. Uh, With Porky Pig and Donald Duck as the stars. And uh, The Day the Earth Blew Up. <laughs> a Looney cool. Tunes movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. Is Marvin the Martian part of that? Probably. I imagine. Let's see. Yeah. When does that come out? 2024 quarter 2. Set for release. Oh, in theaters. All right. Yeah. That's cool. Well, we'll we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, but exactly. Right. I, <laughs> well, think, I think now hopefully. I think now hopefully. Hopefully. Well, I think an unfortunate sort of side effect or a ripple effect of COVID in terms Mm. of releasing is like it is now it has been normalized that that like release dates aren't permanent. Oh, sure. That they can like, oh, they can change or, oh, we're not going to release it anymore. And that's like, Mm -hmm. but wait, you said and in fact, you'll see it a lot of trailers now. They'll just say coming soon. Like they won't give you a date, not even the season. Mm-hmm. Like coming this summer, those eh, coming soon. Yeah, somewhere up until know. like pretty close to the date too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which is why, and like that's just been that's we're nor that's normal now. Yeah, yeah. I which I don't I don't I don't like. Yeah, it's it's uh yeah for the ability to pull the plug or change or push back or right. at any moment and yeah. prevent you know thousands of artists work from being seen right have you are you will you do like an animated bit i like live yeah i I would love to i would love to incorporate that somehow i mean you have uh, puppets i have puppets yeah yeah already um but yeah i've i've yeah i went to i went to school for and studied animation and um did freelance animation for work for a little bit um but and I've always, I think, like, the thing I have always consumed the most has been, like, cartoons and things. Um, I would love to somehow incorporate it into live stuff. I've, 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 it's, it's, it's easier to just, like, make an animated short or a hybrid animated live action thing. But, like, I, I feel, there is, I feel like, there's, I, there's been things brewing of, like, oh, I would love to make this work live where also isn't so dependent on a venue's tech capabilities. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Th- that is also the the little asterisk between it and also just with uh, being an act that has a lot of sound cues. I'm trying to find ways where I, it's like whether just being like bringing a speaker myself and having some sort of like pad or playing right. thing, you know, sort of like I guess what uh, Todd does where it's like you don't have to there isn't the worry you can transport it. I can do it all on my own without having to like get there and make sure right. everything works an hour before. Um, there is a show called Vacuum Girl. You know it? Vacuum Girl. No, let me look it up. Um, by Erica. I want to say Britain. Britain. Um, he's like at PDA for a minute, and I think it happens every now and again the Elysian. Mm. But Erica, it's like this brilliant solo show. She sets up like these four or five like custom i think wireless like long bulbs they're not kino flows but they can change color uh uh, on command and basically she sets up this whole little 
thing that she runs her whole tech out of and does the whole show as she's oh that's running. so cool yeah and she's like it, she's running it herself during it yeah as that's very cool yeah that's very cool so it can be done it seems I'll have insane. to watch that it, it seems insane like i don't know like, how the fuck do you pull but that i'm off? sure that adds to the magic of it too it's like it whoa does. it's cool it's this person doing it all and create it's sort of like the one-man band sort of thing where you see like someone on the street doing every instrument right right and like you see how she transitions with like light cues as she's narrating it and all that and it, it's it's really nice that's there was a um I'll sing the praises of a show I saw in Edinburgh um, by a comedian named, I'm going to say it wrong, Shama, S-I-O-M-H-A. Her handle is S-I-O, I'm looking at it now, S-I-O-M-H-A-M, Shaham McQuinn, Shamha McQuinn. Uh Um, And she had a a show there. It was like, um, I guess I'd call it a solo musical called Coffee Kid. Was blown away by it. It was very funny, very heartfelt. The premise is um, she is a uh, the love child of George Clooney and an espresso machine. So he had, an, you know, he's he's a spokesperson for an espresso. In this world, he had an affair with an espresso machine and has a secret child that he that he like doesn't admit is his. And she's that child, so she's half human, half like espresso pod. And it's it's not only like very funny, silly meta uh pop culture referential but like the whole time it's earnest like she never plays it like it, it the thing is self-aware but she's not like Mm-mm, but she's like plays it like you feel bad for this like you know coffee kid and um there was a there's a i, I don't know if she's ever doing it anymore but i think it's safe to uh, to, to to spoil a uh, it's not a plot moment but a, a, what i thought was like a brilliant moment but is only there for a moment of the speaking going back to meta but used in a different way than just a tongue-in-cheek self-referential there is a scene where um throughout it there's been someone in a black morph suit as well moving around props around her and doing things around her and helping paint the scene and controlling things and at one point she has a dream and the morph suit person is holding up an umbrella right it's like a floating umbrella and then all of a sudden for the first time in the show she sees the person in the morph suit this character is able to see him and then like there's like a moment where she like falls in love with him and is like wait but but i how do you exist are you really here i want and then and i was like wow that was like it, it is this it was meta and self original like whoa she could see the thing but like it was an emotional like romantic meta and like and it was not and i i don't know i thought it was just so brilliant and just a shout out to that show and that comedian that sounds lovely yeah, yeah. that's a that's like a sort of dx dsx mocking a moment that i think i would actually love yes yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 um thank you so much for joining me today cam it's been amazing having you here thank you for having me yeah, I feel like people really got a look inside uh, what that fly is up to in your brain. <laughs> Where can people find you online? Is there anything else you'd like to promote? Uh, at Cam Gavinsky, um, anywhere. Or Actually, I'm not on every... But you can look it up. You can find it. Sure. Uh, anything I'd like to promote right now? No? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I'm, do, I'm always doing shows, so if you if you follow me online, you'll see me. Definitely, definitely Betty shows. Knight. Betty Knight, Betty Knight, Pinot Noir every month. We're doing a musical one next month. Should be fun. Pinot Noir is an improvised murder mystery where we drink a bottle of Pinot Noir. 
Um, and usually with a celebrity guest, we had Jim Jeffries last month. Oh, cool. Um, Where, where's that at? That's at UCB as well. Oh, fun. Um, yeah, yeah. Fun, fun, fun times ahead. Jim, Jim's softening up his image as a dad, isn't he? Yeah. He's so kind. He's so sweet. Yeah. I just can't imagine like rough and tumble leather jacket Jim doing Pinot Noir. Like, like, <laughs> yeah, like 10 years ago. Well, he, he came to the show before that. Right. And he watched it. And uh, he said, he goes, I always thought I hated improv and I wanted nothing to do with it. And I saw it and it was a really fun time. And I want to do it. So it's like, oh, that's <laughs> that, a very nice compliment. Yeah. But I understand why you would hate it. <laughs> right. But also I will say some of the funniest improvisers kill harder than almost every standout. Mm, and yeah, it's 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 weird. It's or I guess not weird, but it's, it's just a different thing. It's a different um, lane. But in the same way, not every you know, great improviser, like it's, it doesn't, the skills don't translate like you think they would, which is weird. Cause it's like someone on stage talking, being funny, but it's the com weirdly completely different skills, skill sets for both of them. Yeah. I feel like in a way with stand up, it's you're no budding the audience mm. rather Interesting. than yes yeah, yeah, yeah. your team. You mean as far as just like uh, expectations and, and and surprise or right right well the dynamic with with your team uh, well you know a core tenet of, of improv is like yes yes and yes it. and but yeah, what, what's but, the but, what do you mean by no butting the audience with the stand up is like so it's in a way it's you're generating the sort of like um, comedic content so that like you have to create conflict within mm. your bits to play so like you you're setting expectations with and then with, subverting them you're no yeah, but yeah. You're, yeah all right yeah i like that you're yeah. right you're absolutely right you're like you're like this is what i'm giving you denial essentially yeah, <laughs> yeah which is like yeah. core opposite of improv no i love that yeah absolutely have you said that before or did you just come upon that just now just came on from that now that's great yeah <laughs> i love thank it. you i'll make sure to note it and make people pocket it. it yeah um <laughs> All right, we're almost out of time here. So I will say uh, I'm Jay Curry. I created The Comedy Bureau. You can find The Comedy Bureau at thecomedybureau.com, at The Comedy Bureau on Instagram. You can find me on Instagram at Not The Supermarket. And uh, so many great causes to support this time. I ask that you please support those. We have money and generosity left over. Please support The Comedy Bureau to keep it going. If you have anything to say as we sign off here, can uh, Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Live comedy is happening. And... You can go see Cam be something with cardboard and duct tape <laughs> at a theater near you. Uh, and as the great Brody Stevens would say, enjoy it. The Comedy Bureau Field Report is recorded, produced, and edited by Jake Kroger. Music by Brian Granillo. Artwork by Andrew Delman and KT. And part of the Believe podcast family. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? 
That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.